See, it's a one-off share that we decided to segue to because of the guests. We wanted to give them a chance to be involved in the sugya. So we're going to give a one-off share today. It comes of, it surfaces in Bavakama Dav Chavzayin, Bavakama Dav But you'll clearly see that it has cousins throughout Shas, namely other halachas that sound very similar. And not just cousins, but it touches very, very central, large issues about how we view Beisdin. Because this is the kryptonite to Beisdin. This is where a person effectively can take the law into their own hands, vigilanteism, can circumvent Beisdin. So anytime you talk about an exception, you're really talking about the rule. Caleb, we call that the kryptonite rule. Every principle is best proven by its exception. So if you want to understand Superman, get some kryptonite, go into the laboratory, analyze the kryptonite, and you'll understand Superman. So you want to understand the halacha, try to identify a case where the halacha doesn't apply. So here's a case where Beisdin doesn't apply. You don't need to go to Beisdin. If you don't need to go to Beisdin, yes, sit down, please, I think people behind you, but if you don't need to go to Beisdin, then we're getting a better sense of what Beisdin is, it isn't. Okay, so let's start slowly. Let's see where we got into this conversation. Why is this in Meseches Bavakama, not Meseches and Hedron? Um, you want to maybe share your Gemara with Caleb? Caleb, you have a Gemara? Okay, so maybe just make sure you're following along because you know the world the Gemara is on. Okay, so Gemara and Baba Kama has a conversation between Rav Nachman and Rav Chizda. Rav Chizda asked Rav Nachman on Chavzayin Amad Beis, he was trying to create a table for Boshes. Those of you who learned Parakachovel, those of you who learned Dafyomi, Boshes, according to most Shittas in the Tanaim, is not an objective, but it's a sliding scale. Hakolofi Hamivayesh, Vahamizbayesh, who did the insulting, who was the victim. And presumably, not just the people involved, but the action. If I spit in your face and embarrass you, that's one type of embarrassment. So, Rav Chizda sent Rav Nachman, L'Rekuva Shalosh, if I hit you on the knee, you pay three slayim. If I kick you, five slayim. L'Sinokeres, if I take the donkey saddle and I hit you, then the tables are going to be 13. But if I hit you with the back of, or the ladle, the handle of a hoe, or the handle of a rake, or the metal of a rake, how much you... He was just inquiring of his colleague, Rav Nachman, what would be the Boshes tables? To which Rav Nachman responded, said, whoa, 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 before I see the tables, we're in Bavel, which is where they were, 3rd century, 4th century, it's when they lived. They're no longer a basin of Smuchin in Bavel. It's all a basin of Idiotos. Boshes, remember the five Tashlim and Nezek, Tzai, and Boshes, Boshes is either a real kanas, it's like some Rishon and Paskin, even if it's not a real kanas, it's the type of payment which only a basin of Smuchin can supervise. So Rav Chizda, 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 Kenasa, Kamagba, Bebava, what are you doing? You're living in Bava. You're asking me how much to pay. There is no payment. You have a little food on your mouth. There is no payment for Boshas. Chizda, Chizda, he says, Kenasa, Kamagba, Bebava. And then while he was challenging Chizda, he said, okay, by the way, tell me what happened. I just want to know like, where this comes from. Emily, so now we're on about 20 lines up, just what happened. So Chizda, or in our, for us, Rev Chizda, sent back to his colleague, Rev Nachman, what basically happened was there are two people who had rotating water rights. Reuven had it Monday, Reuven had it one day, let's say, Shimon had it the next day. And Reuven just unilaterally grabbed the water on Shimon's day. And Shimon tried to encourage him to leave, but when he realized that Reuven would not leave, he beat him over the head with the back of his hoe, and at least Rev Chizda thought this was a boshes that was collectible, and Rav Nachman had corrected, no, you can't really collect his boshes. Now, while he was discovering the details of the case, Rav Nachman said, by the way, you wanted the hammer guy to pay because you thought that he had embarrassed his friend. And even though it's Bavel, you wanted to make a collection. I have news for you. 
Even if this were an Eretz Yisrael that took place, even if we had a based in a smuchin, even if in theory this was a collectible act, had it occurred in a vacuum, this is in a vacuum, this action was in response to someone unilaterally taking someone's water rights, and when Reuven is taking Shimon's unilateral water rights, Shimon can beat him over the head with a hammer, and not pay at all. So I have two reasons you shouldn't make this person pay money. First of all, even context independent. Let's say Shimon will walk over one day and beat Reuven over the head with a hammer. You cannot collect the boshes because you're in Babel, you don't have But the other thing is context. In this context, Shimon didn't just wake up one day and beat his friend with the back of a hoe. Shimon was responding to Reuven's grabbing water rights. And in that context, Shimon has the right to defend his water rights based on what? The principle of? Of Does everyone get the context? I don't just want to land into a line. It started with a Boshes table inquiry. In which case, if Nachman said, what are you doing Boshes? It's Bavel. And then when Rev Nachman peeled away a little more, by the way, tell me what happened. He realized, you know what? Shimon is Pater, not just because it's Bavel and Boshes isn't collectible. Shimon is Pater because in this context, he's responding, he's reciprocating, he's defending. And I know you'll tell me, here's the third part of the conversation, before we even get into the lumbus. And I know you'll tell me, Rav Chizda, that this whole big conversation, whether you can defend yourself outside a basin, is a machlokas between Rav Nachman and Rav Yehuda? The answer is, no. There are certain cases where even Rav Yehuda, who doesn't allow vigilanteism, we'll call Avin Ishdil and Afshay, even Rav Yehuda is a hardliner, there are cases where Rav Yehuda would allow it, and this is such case, and everyone would allow it, and therefore he's pater for begging him over the head, not just because it's boshes, because it's not collectible. What do we call that? Well, even Rav Yehuda would allow self-defense? Magmid Yibseida. Where there's no way to recover the loss. Once Reuven's going to take Shimon's water, that water's gone. So you can't ever recover the water. Rav Nachman and Rav Yehuda indeed have a machlokas in cases where you can recover the loss, and you want to know whether I have to go to base and slip to the courts, or I can do it on my own. Oh yeah, that's the machlokas. And that's the machlokas we're going to talk about today for the next hour. But the context is, just the context of the Gemara is, first, again, Rav Chizah sent Rav Nachman, excuse me, Rav Nachman sent Rav, Rav, sent Rav Nachman, give me some info on Boshe's tables. At which point, Rav Nachman said, what do you mean it's Bavel? Then when he inquired about the details of the case, he said, forget what I just said, that it's Bavel, even if this were Eretz Yisrael, with an authorized base in a smuchin, this would not be collectible, because Shimon wasn't just arbitrarily banging, moving over the head, he was defending his water rights. And even though there is a machlokas whether you can unilaterally, vigilante-style defend your water rights, that's only where the losses are, irre- are recoverable. Your only question is, do I have to go to base in? When the losses are irrecoverable, irrevocable, then... Everyone admits you can, and such was the case, because the water would never be uh, you know, re- re-fertilized, re- it would never be refilled. And therefore, in this case, again, Shimon had full rights to hit Ruvain, full rights to hit Ruvain, and therefore, he's Pater, not just because it's Boshas. Okay? That's the context. What we're going to focus on now is the machlokas between Reb Nachman and Reb Yehuda about a case of Abed Inish. Dina Lenafshei B'makom Delekopsei. That's going to be our shir today. That's the core machlokas. We don't have enough time to talk about the relationship between this case and what I'm fictitiously drawing on this board. Makom Delekopsei, that everyone agrees. That will be our next brisker stop. But for now, this is our machlokas. Who holds what? Now we have. Let's read the Gemara. Just we'll read it in a second. Who holds B'makom Delekopsei to Oven Inishtil Lenafshei? Rav Nachman. Who holds B'makom D'lekab say the law of Inishtil and Avshay? Rav Yehuda. That's our machlok. See the Gemara, the Itmar. 
we quote the Machlokas. Now we are 12, 13 lines up, the Itmar. The word is going to get lost. Keep the Of course, go to base. You don't have to go to base there. Okay? So this is our Machlokas. Who wants to impress our guests? What's the first question you ask when you get to a Machlokas? Which sheet that makes it more sense intuitively? Okay? Intuitively, what makes it more sense to you? We'll call it an English language. Due process, go to Basin, or take the law into your own hand? Due process. Due process. Organized society. Yehuda. If you're going to lose money by going to Basin, I get it, right? You've got to give the CPR right away. You can't wait to go to the hospital. You're going to go to Basin, the water's going to get lost. But here, it's a normal case. You can recover the money. What right do I have to skirt Basin and take the law into my own hands? So our challenge now is to understand Rav Nachman. So today's inquiry, today's challenge, today's lumnus is how to understand Rav Nachman. When the Torah, or maybe the Rabbana, we'll have to keep our eyes open, is there a Pasuk or not a Pasuk? But whenever this halacha generates from, that you can, avid enish dina lenafsheh, what does it mean? So I overheard some uh, already advanced Hamidim speaking in Seder. You're already advanced enough to be able to crack this question. What's the question? We, well, we'll sharpen the question, but what's the question within Rav Nachman? Right, here that makes the most sense. He's the most logical. So now our question is, within Rav Nachman, Ovid, Inish, Dina, Lenashe, how do we understand it? So either we understand it as... Okay, so Yishai is saying he's, he's like extending Basin. We'll call it now Koach Basin. Which deformalizes Basin. Essentially, Basin isn't a body, it's an institution. Now, there are certain human beings that participate in that institution, but you can self-deputize as an extension of that institution. Interesting. So we're starting to play with Basin. Can anyone say something different from Yishai? That by taking the law into my own hands, that I become an extension of Basin, but... Give me an English word if you want. Skirting Basin. Self-defense. Of course, if it's extremely self-defense, because I'm going to lose the money, then of course everyone agrees. But what happens when I just say, look, you're taking my thing. I don't want to have to go through the whole hassle. I just want to defend my rights and defend my objects. and defend. So that's our question. Is Ovid Inish Dina Lenafsheh extending Basin? He's a Shriach Basin. He's a power of Basin. Or he's skirting Basin, which is an even bigger Chiddush, because basically HaKadosh Baruch Hu lets you skirt Basin. Basin is just one route through which you reach justice. There are other routes through which you can reach justice. If it's a Shreach Basin, as Yishai said, then everything is under the rubric and the sponsorship of Basin. It's just you're not a formal judge. You're not a formal Dayan. You're someone that can self-deputize and become a Dayan for a moment when it's your own interest. If it's skirting Basin, then essentially Basin is an option, but it's not mandatory. There are other ways to reach. Then we have to define when and where this can apply. Did anyone tell me a cousin of this? Where's a cousin in Halacha? where you can take the law into your own hand and the same question crops up, the same methodological question. A little bit, very good. We're getting closer. If I say, oh, Gabi, that's my shirt, and you say it's your shirt, you win, because of Mosimei What if I grab it from you? Would my grabbing win? If it would win, why would it win? Pashtas, it would win, Alex, not because of what you said, because on Monday, Gavi was the Muxak, so he wins. But on Tuesday, I'm the Muxak, because I'm holding it. So it's not like I performed the dinner, just switched the tables of Mosimei Chavei Lavaraya. But some want to say, like the Shach, that yes, 
that if I grab after I lose to a Motsamechavarayah, I could say, okay, I think I'm right, and I'm poskining that I deserve the shirt. Can anyone think of something more structurally similar to Oven and Ishdil and Asha? You're right, but. Well, whatever. Stay, stay local. Stay in, stay in Cleveland, okay? Don't let your mind wander. Cut through. Don't try to cut outside, okay? Yes? Okay, that's the Gemara, but we'll get to that case. That's an exact case of an issue. I'm looking for a cousin. Not your twin brother, not your evil twin brother, Nathan, but your cousin. What's your cousin, Avi? Yeah, the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Pinchas, where Pinchas sees Zimri and, and Kazbi committing an act of Chuchayib Bisa. For whatever reason, Bezdin can't hold the Chil Hashem. And can Pinchas actually be Kanaim Pogimbo? Does he have the status of an extension of Bezdin, a Shleach Bezdin? Or is Pinchas stopping a Chil Hashem by skirting Bezdin and taking action through his own hands? Famous question to the Gemara, right? See if you can reverse engineer the Lumbus. Okay, Ari, the Gemara is a question in Sanhedrin. Is there a din of Kanaim Pogimbo on Shabbos? Let's say this event took place on Shabbos. Could there be Kanaim Pogimbo on Shabbos? Why the heck? You'd say, of course it's over Shabbos. Shabbos is Kaidish. You want to stop the Chil Hashem. Why would you think Alex said it can't take place on Shabbos? Because if it, if it can't take place on Shabbos, if it's called Basin, Basin can't. Basin doesn't sit on Shabbos. Kill on Shabbos. So you can't be an extension of Basin if it's Shabbos. There we shown it, the Gemara talks about it. So if they really are cousins, the same question. So Lamdas allows me to ask the same question by Avinashdin and Lanafshe. Would I be able to? It doesn't appear in the Gemara. It appears by Bolaraz Kanan Pagimba. Say if Avinashdin and Lanafshe is an extension of Basin, maybe I can't implement it where Basin isn't involved. Or, and then the answer to that is, well, maybe even Shabbos is a suspension of Basin, but Basin is selective. But what it really leads to is, don't, don't quote me if this is an FOSI, but why is there no Kanan Pagimba today? For obvious reasons, but in theory, in the theoretical, hypothetical, if you tether Kanaim Pogamot to Beisdin, once Beisdin is no longer an operative part of our Jewish halachic system, then we really don't have Kanaim Pogamot. Obviously, and the other side doesn't mean yes, Kanaim Pogamot, but that's one reason why there'd be no Kanaim Pogamot today. Can anyone think of a double cousin? Not your first cousin, but your second cousin. Not taking the law into your own hands, but a similar question where we want to know there's an alternate track. Is it part of Beisdin, or is it a separate track? Okay, you see why Kanaim Pogamot is a direct cousin. Taking the law into your own hands for monetary, taking the law into your own hands for Achil Hashem. Can anyone tell me a structurally parallel question of is it part of Basin or not part of Basin? Some Sanhedrin, anyone? Pshara. Pshara. Are you learning Sanhedrin? No. The Gemara Sanhedrin talks about Pshara, where the two parties, instead of reaching a binary psak, you win or I win, the two parties have a mitzvah to perform Pshara. Most, but the, most Dine Torah today, guys, if you go to Rabbanim today, they will very, very rarely paskin. Most Rabbanim try to avoid socks. Most Rabbanim today will try to implement the Pshara system. And the Gemara is too blot discussing Pshara. And the question there is, is Pshara part of Basin? Or is Pshara not part of Basin? Is Pshara basically what we would call extra-legal arbitration? Or is there a component to Basin that seeks Pshara? For example, Machlokas Tanayin, do you need three people to supervise Pshara? Or one person to supervise Pshara? What would you think that not would be? Why would you need three? Why would you need one? If we hold it's an extension of din, you need three, like a classic basin. If you hold it's a skirting of the din, it's a convention of din, one would be sufficient. Okay, so this becomes our question today. Okay, let's remember how we got to the question and just land you on a line in Gemara. We read the Gemara. There's a conversation between Nachman and Chizda. It was a multi-level conversation. Initially, as I read, the conversation was about Knast tables and can you collect boshes. When Chizda peeled away, Nachman peeled away, wait a second, why are we talking about boshes? There's no chiv here. Uh, the, the, the hammer hitter 
was in full, full rights. And even though here there's some machlokas for Peter Nachman, in this case, Mokamika Peseda, there's no machlokas, but we're now focusing on the core of the issue. The nuclear core of this issue is machlokas of Nachman and Vida. And we have to, that piece of the board, which we don't have time to discuss today, this board is Mokam de Ikab Seda, everyone admits, but we're talking about Mokam de Lakab Seda of Nachman and Vida. Okay? Now, normally, in most cases, we go right to the Nafkaminos and we try to infer the principles in the Nafkaminos. But here we have a very, very exceptional tree, because it seems like this question is already addressed by Abraisa. Okay, and this is a methodological tool I want you to see, because you'll see it again and again and again in Shas. Okay? Whenever the Brisa creates a contrast, Chayev versus Pater. But there's too much room between that contrast. What is the Gemara's question? Why are you saying Chayev and Pater in such broad strokes? You should say Chayev and Pater in more subtle terms. Anyone know the Gemara's language for that? Liflog v'lisni bedida. Instead of saying, this is Chayev, if I say, you know, I don't know, Yehudak uh, is accepted to Yeshiva Haratzion, and Kela, and uh, an alien is not accepted. Just say Yehudak is accepted, Kela is not. Just make it more, because that, that logic is tighter. Why are you being so broad and so... Don't worry, you So broad and so... So you have this here also. The Gemara is a case, Tashma, a woman who intervenes, well, read the Gemara, intervenes, is Chayev to pay. Now keep in mind, just to keep the calculus straight, this is according to everyone a problem. Let's see the Gemara. Tashma, the Gemara says, the Katzon says Kappa, Mamon. If a woman intervenes to protect her husband who's in a skirmish, and she embarrasses the other person by whatever, whatever embarrassment is, she pays mama. You don't cut her hand, that pays mama. My love, it sounds like, this is her only option for protecting her husband, and yet she's chayef. And this is makom dikop because she has to protect her husband from being clobbered, and yet she's chayef. So this is a real problem. It's not a Rebbe of Nachman problem. This is a problem that could undercut the entire system of Avon and Shilinavshe. Because there's Ikab Seda, there's only one way to save her husband from being clobbered to death, and still she's Chayef. So what happened to the principle of Avet and Ashtiel and options? Someone says, no, 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 you know why she's Chayef? Because she has options. Other options. Other options, what's the Gemara's language for other options? What's the phrase? Yecholalatza. So other options, of course, of an interesting actually doesn't occur. If instead of clobbering you over the head, Avi, to protect my water, I say, Avi, it's my water, I can't clobber you over the head. Instead of clobbering you over the head, I say, Avi, look over there, and then grab the water back. Clobbering, intervening, taking a long time, is only a, it's obvious. So since she has no other options, that's why it doesn't apply. And which is when it says, oh, really? Follow the logic. Look at the board, guys. Oh, she has other options, she's chayef. What's the inference? She no options. Namely, where Ovid Inish does apply, then she'd be Pater, right? Because of Ovid Inish, because it, 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 the institution of Inish. So now look at the board, and says, wait a second. If this is true, that when she has options, Ovid Inish exonerates her, why did the Brysa create such a big split between Chayev and Pater? Chayev is where she intervened in embarrassing her. What's the case that's in the safe of the Brysa? Where is she Pater? Who knows? Sheikh Basin. Bryce says, if a Shaykh Bezdin hurts someone, then he's Pater. But if there's that middle case in the red, why does the Bryce say go like this? It should have just been a smaller adjacency, smaller logical adjacency. We always want that, right? The way we logically analyze is to take two things that are fairly similar and we distinguish between them. We don't take two things that are totally different. And uh, I learned this from my dad. I once asked my dad in 1975, who's a better player, Johnny Benz or Tom Seaver? I don't know if those names are <laughs> One's a catcher, one's a pitcher. You can't compare the two. 
So you need, for a comparison, you things that are roughly similar with that one distinction. So here, the Gemara's question was, if you're telling me that the Chiyav case of the Reisha is when there's other options, and that's why she's Chayiv. But if there are no other options, she'd be Pater, then why is the Bryce have to tell me, you know, when you're Pater, if you're Shleich Basin, you know, an official agent of Basin, trying to get someone to court. Just say, no option, other options, Chayiv, no options, Pater. So what does the Gemara say? This happens a lot in Shas, guys. The reason the Gemara was so radical... Look at the board, you'll get it. The reason she's potter when she has no options and we apply Ovid Inish, you know why she's potter if there are other options we apply Ovid Inish? What's the Gemara? Because when she applies Ovid Inish, she's Nasa Kishleach Beistin. This extremity is really a reference point for why she's potter. The ability to intervene because of Ovid Inish Dinalanavshe, when it applies, no options, is because you have now become a Shleach Beistin. Let's read it together. And it's clear what this Bryce is, feeling Yishai. Let's read it together. So Gemara says, um, I'll just read the end. Hachinami Kamar. So we are now seven or eight lines from where it gets wide. First word in the line. Hachinami Kamar. This is what the Bryce means to tell us by creating such a wide gap. When is she chayiv in the Reisha? There's other options. But if she can't find other options, namely of Adinish, Neon lights of Adinish. Nase Yada Kishliach Bezdin Uptura. You know why Avadinish works? Yishai's right. You become a Shliach Bezdin. You see that methodology? That happens a lot in Shas. Anyone have learned Kedusha, the famine base? Nasan Hova Amarhog Bekudashas. Nasan Hiva Amrahi, Enem Bekudashas. Nasan Hova Amrahi, Bekudashas, Enem Bekudashas. Gemara says, Nasan Hova Amrahi, Nase Ke Nasan Hiva Amrahi. Sometimes the Brysa creates polarities to take that middle case and create logical association. The middle case in the Stan Adam, the reason the Brysa discuss such polarities is because the logic is more clear on the poles, and that can show us even what the midstream cases are, and that's why it works or doesn't work. To get that into your mind, don't ever, don't ever snow over one of these cases. In 70% of the cases, these liflog velisni bididas are crucial to Lumpus. Why does the Brysa say, no other options, Chayef, Sheikh based in Pata? What about the middle case in that time where she has no options? The answer is, no options, she's like a Sheikh based in. And that, Noam, is the way the Brysa telegraphs the reason she's Pata. So it sounds like from this Brysa, going back to our table, the reason that Abed Inish operates according to Rav Nachman is because you're Sheikh based in. This is gold, guys. You don't have this in too many sukkahs. So before you run to the Rishonim, slow down, read the sukkah. We also have another golden Rishon in our sugya. Before we get to the weeds and the nitty-gritty of the sugya, can I derive from Ovid Inish and apply halachos to a real Shleach Beisdin? Can I use Ovid Inish as a paradigm to learn? Because Shleach Beisdin isn't something discussed that much in Shas. We know we have to build the halachos regarding a Shleach Beisdin. Maybe I could use our sugya as Ovid Inish, as a paradigm to learn halachos that apply to the court agent, the court officer, about how much violence he can use and whether he ha- he's liable for the violence. Who says that? Who am I talking about? This is beautiful. Who am I talking about? Mookie Yosef. It's black and white. Right? Two Mookie Yosef. Two most famous Mookie Yosef in Baba Kama. Ishim Ishim Let's read it together. Okay. Yud Beis and Beis. These are easy, easy alumnus. We'll get to hard alumnus in a moment. Okay, it's Yud Beis Lamed Beis in the riff. Okay, who doesn't have a classic riff? Have you have an Oz V'hadar? Can someone please tell the people who have Oz V'hadar where it is? Lamed Aleph. Okay. Yehuda, okay, you have it, guys? Okay, then Mugi Yosef says, Dibra Maschil Mea Pandi. 
Umimela Shaminon. Tishliach Beis Dinami. Hachidine. We can learn from Avadinish and extrapolate to Shliach Beisdin. With a recalcitrant litigant. You can beat him up and the Shlech Basin will be Pater. How could I give the owner of the water more power than a Shlech Basin? If the owner of the water can beat the guy up with impunity, power Basin. Why? Can I make the water owner different, stronger, than a sheikh of Basin? If water owner has impunity when he clobbers the guy, then sheikh Basin has impunity when you clobber the guy. This isn't in any Gemara, by the way. What can a sheikh Basin do? I don't know. Ask nicely. Um, trick the guy. You want to come to my 80, my 18th birthday party? Uh, um, they're giving away free trollant. Uh, I don't know. Bait and switch. Um, we'll put you on cherem. Maybe what? Who says that a sheikh Basin can whack the guy? The Gemara that comes close to this, anyone know Makas Tavches? What does Makas Tavches say? What's that, what does that Gemara say? That if Shlech Bezin hits and he kills Bishogeg, he's about to from Galus. Okay. Then you can hit. Yes, you come to me, Rabbi Darigan, can hit. No! You come to me, by the way, I killed someone Bishogeg when I was trying to get into Bezin. Okay, he's about to from Galus. That's a big difference. This is a big Chedish Mekah Yosef. And he gets to the Chedish through Lundus. Because he sees this Gemara that allows the owner to hit. Who says you're allowed to hit Shlech Bezin? This is not a Shlech Bezin. In fact, Gabi, there's a counter Svara. Shlech Bezin has to be more protective of the seaboard. Okay, you're the owner, you can defend your rights even through violence. But a Shlech Bezin can resort to violence? Can that be? So all of a sudden, before we even start the discussion, we have two Nafkaminas. Nafkamina number one, the la, it's not really Nafkamina, the Lashana Brisa. Not really a Nafkamina, but to see that at least this Brisa. Now guys, keep in mind, you gotta keep in mind, not every Brisa has to hold the same thing. We have, we have five or six brises, we're not going to read all those brises. There could be some brises that will veer towards Koch Basin, understanding, and some brises that will imply uh, circumvention of Basin. This brisa, the Katsosis Kappa, if you take the letter literally, what's our favorite letter in Shas? Kih. Nasa Kishleach Basin. If you say Kishleach Basin literally, then you end up with this logic. Second question is in Miki Yosef, who says that we can extrapolate from this discussion about a Shleach Basin in general. Before we even get into the weeds, let's talk about the Rambam. Because the Rambam, we always like to prove both from where and what. Namely, the Rambam was very precise about how he wrote the Sefer. So the placement of halacha is indicative. And not only is the placement indicative, but also the syntax. So just let your, let your imaginations run free. Okay? If you hold like Yishai, which section of the Rambam would you place these halachas of Avedinish? Hilchos? Sanhedrin. If you don't hold like Yishai, which halachos would you associate them with? Oh, very good, Alex. Just like I have liability, I have rights. So let's see where the Rambam, everyone look at me, where the Rambam places the halach of Avin and Ishtia And we know, because you have your handy dandy makaros, since then Hedrin Yudbe. So already our bias is that we're expecting the Rambam to be a Koch Bezdin person. Again, doesn't always have to be true. If the Rambam's going to come out and say, Adam, but I want you to know it's not Bezdin. Okay, Alex, I got it. Sometimes the placement doesn't reflect the Lambdas, but often it does. So always look at where the Rambam places, halachas that are right on the margins, right on the borders. So here, there's a parallel, there's a synchronicity between the two. If you look at the Rambam, Hilchah Sanhedrin, Perek Yud Beis, halacha. Perek Beis Yud Beis. Perek Beis Halacha Yud Beis. Sorry, I was in the Chiyav Tzicha. Beis Halacha Yud Beis. 
Yesh liadam lasos din liatzma. Okay, suffer nothing to see. That's in Gemara's language. Em yesh biado koach. Okay. Howel the chedas v'chalacha who also. That's our next stop. How accurate does your psak have to be? Does your action have to be? But we'll see. Okay. Eno chayiv l'trach v'lahavi lebeisin. That's descriptive, not necessarily revelatory. No, we don't know what it is. Just describing the halacha. Okay, again, we pass in the Rabbin Paschal is like Rav Nachman, so not just with this Ikab Sedi, you might like Sedi, you can. Okay, great, great, great. Even the Sachar Bala days, there's no Hefzid in waiting for a base. And so, so far, again, learning a Rambam is like where the pow moment happens. So far, there's no pow moment. Everything he said is just collating the Gemara. Let's say you did intervene and your victim comes with you to Basin, Vidarsho, and you, the water defender, did the right thing. Here's the pal. What does the Rambam say? Ein Sosrin as Dino. Ein Sosrin as Dino. What does that sound like? Of it is the implementation of Din. Rewrite the Rambam if you disagree with that. If you're anti-Yishai, like Yezev, how would the Rambam write? Not Ein Sosrin as Dino, but what would you write? Okay, break out of the box. Don't even use the word Sosrin. What would you say? If Ovid Inish just allows you to intervene, what would you say? If the guy complains, the victim of the hammer, complains, oh, why did he hit me with the hammer? What would you say? He did the right thing, hammer guy, and? Yudah did the right thing. He beat Benji to a pulp. And by using Ain Sosrin as Dino, the Ram makes it really sound like this is a din that you've executed as a Sheikh Basin. So before we even start peeling away the sugya, which normally is our first stage, this is, that's why I chose the sugya, this is a nice sugya because there's so much here at the syntactical level. The Brisa, Nasek Shleach Beisdin, the Nimuka Yosef by extrapolating the Shleach Beisdin, the Rambam's classification and his syntax and his Lashem. Okay. Now let's roll up our. Oh, actually, well, it's a little bit rolling up the sleeve, half rolling up the sleeves, because we have something else we haven't seen before. Normally we go into the Nafkaminos. But even before the Nafkaminos, here we have a fascinating question of Psakalach. Who should we possibly like? The Yimisarabetaragin. Why do we care? Psakalacha is based on all sorts of formal calculuses, and it rarely shows the lambdas. We paskin like Rav, except for the six cases we paskin like Abaye. Can you name it? Okay. <laughs> so sometimes right now, like, I want to give a kid a quick into Gush. Okay, you name the six cases we paskin like Abaye. Okay, let's just make sure we can do it. What's, what's, yad, what's Yud? Yishlamidas. What's Ayin? Yishlamidas. Freya. Can you actually give me the bar? What's uh, Lamed? Okay, this is the hardest one. If a lechi falls into the mavoi and you didn't place it there, is it considered a lechi? What's the kuf? Kedushin she'ein mesir and If you marry two sisters, you're not sure which one you're married to. So the Gemara says in an if you can't live with either of them because you don't know who's the erva, who's the isha. What's the gimel? Gile milsa begitin. If a person gives a get to his wife and sends, just announces that I want the sheikh to be a sheikh, and he will like a bay. Where else? Mumar le lahachas, correct. Mumar le teavon is pasuleidos because you know you're weak guys. You probably take a bribe. What about your mumar lahachas? You're Vladimir Lenin. You know you are a person of ideology. You're not going to take a bribe. Maybe you should be trusted and based in. So the machlokes are buying mavin and sanhedrin chafdalit. So like it's all sorts of internal psaks. You can't prove it. But here, guys, you'll see something we haven't seen this year. 
we'll see something we haven't seen, and we'll see a Rishon you haven't seen. So it's a really good, before we even get into the sukkah. Let's turn to the riff. You're ready there? You're at the base. Who does the riff Paskin like? Reb Nachman. Why do you possibly like Reb Nachman? Because the Lachas like Reb Nachman? Bedini. Okay, it's a din, right? Sounds like a din. One of the riffs Talmidim, Rabbeinu Ephraim. First Rabbeinu Ephraim. Rabbeinu Ephraim was? Which century? 11th century. Contemporary of Rashi. Where did he live? North Africa. North Africa. Okay. I don't even know what's the Ephraim. Like some Arabic ending. It's like you don't know how to pronounce. And Rabbeinu Ephraim was famous, famous. He's embedded a lot in the Balamor. Balamor quotes him a lot, but he's one of the early, early we've shown him. Okay, two interesting, famous psaks of Rabbeinu Ephraim, neither of which we follow. One is you're not supposed to get drunk on Purim. There's no mitzvah. You could claim today about getting drunk or not. In our world, drunkenness is addictive. And, and obviously this year, but I'm saying there's a mitzvah. You could decide how to apply the mitzvah. But he says there's no mitzvah. Right, so pasuk in the Torah. Have a good party. You don't have to get drunk. And the second shot is you don't keep two days of Rosh Hashanah in Eretz Yisrael. Because there's no Svekadiyam. So these are two halachos. Not that many people agree with Ben Ephraim tells his Rebbe the Rebbe, he says, wait a second, let's read it together. Says, I'll explain it, then we'll read it. How can you possibly like Rebbe Nachman because it's Dini? This isn't Dini. Possibly like Rebbe Nachman about the lochas of Basin. When Basin should pass him this way or that way. We have Nachlokas in Sanhedrin, we pass like Rebbe Nachman. That's our principle, that's our protocol. This is not Dine, this is Mutter Asar, Ken Yehuda, Klaber Benji. Can Yehuda eat the chicken? Can Yehuda live with his wife? Can, it's all halachas of Yeridea. It's not Dine. It's a different field called Yeridea. But there are also, eat the chicken, not eat the chicken. Eat the meat, not eat the meat. Be with his wife, not It's all halachas of Yeridea. You can't assume the halachas like Rav Nachman and Rav Nachman says, and therefore I've got other ways to prove it's like Rav Yehuda without getting into those details. Let's read Rav Nachman on the bottom. The kind of halachas like Rav Nachman on the bottom. Cause of Rav Nachman himself. Ha milsa. This whole conversation, Rav Nachman says, you can be done, he says, you can't be done. Love, Dina. Don't let's be tour of a chayv. No one's paskening chayv and pater, Benji, you know, taking the water, you're chayv and pater, you're chayv and pater, you're chayv and pater, you're chayv and pater. We're going to decide whether we can reverse the psaac or not, Gemara and Sanhedrin. Here's the key words. Ella, bimuter, v'yasakim iflagi. You can't clobber Benji with no Pseida. Wow. So what really is this machlokus between the Rif and Rebbein or Ephraim, which seems technical whether we should apply Hilchus like Rav Nachman Bedini or not? It's our machlokus. Who held like Yishai that it is an extension of Ace and Alex? None other than... The riff. the riff held like Yishai. You're an extension of Basin. So if you don't have Nachman have a machlokus, can you be an extension of Basin even without a Pseida? When is Pseida you can't be an extension of Basin? When there's no Pseida, it's a machlokus. Since there's a question, can you be an extension of Basin? When there's no Pseida, we know how to paskin when there's a question about Basin. We paskin like Rav Nachman says the riff. Ben Ephraim held, like I don't know who said the other shot. Was it Yusef? I don't know Basin. Hashem, we have to find the source of this, gave Yehuda the right to protect his water. Just like you gave you the right to eat chicken that's kosher and to be with your wife if she's tar and to, uh, I don't know, drink wine. This isn't based in. This is 
Are you right or are you not right? He's not based in. So you can't apply the Hilchas of Nachman Bedine principle to something which isn't Dine. Isn't that amazing? When you have the lenses, you're seeing this question in ways that you wouldn't see it otherwise. That's what Lambdas does. It gives you lenses to see issues that may seem technical or picky or detailed, and all of a sudden everything is just resplendent. It's multicolored. Everything is really the same question. So now we're going to see three or four other technical questions. It's really all the same conversation, just presented in different terminology. Okay? So let's review where we are, where we're heading. We saw this whole conversation with Yishchitz and Reb Nachman. This conversation led us to a sub-machlokas between Reb Nachman and Reb Huda. We're dealing with the sub-machlokas. We're not dealing with the case that everyone admits that we put on the side. We understand that Reb Huda makes more sense, because what gives you the right? Then we have to try to define Reb Nachman two ways. He should define him as a Sheikh Beisden. I'll take the fall. I said it's not Sheikh Beisden, it's circumventing Beisden. We talked about cousins. We talked about double cousins. We talked about how it affects the system. Right? If you want to know what Lambda says, Anything you say, any time in life, causes a ripple, because lambda is one big pun. So anytime you say one thing, it's going to change the whole system, because it's all integrated. It's all integrated logic. It's like throwing a pebble into a pond. You throw a pebble into the pond, everything's going to change. And that's learning shas in a networked way. So if avid inish means Elisha can be a dayan, what does that mean about regular dayan? And if avid inish means that Gavriel can circumvent dayanim, what does that mean about Basin's authority? It's not all inclusive. You're going to have another route to try to reach in on your own. So every time, again, we don't do this all the time. You don't know Shas yet, but I, I want to train your minds to think. What's the ripple? What other parts of Shas is this touching? What other parts is it changing? Just to be able to see it as a, in context rather than as a localized conversation. We still suffer three issues, four issues. One is the Brysa. The Brysa specifically created radical space. Oh, she had options, she's chayef, but the sheikh based in his putter. What about the middle case? What about the middle case of a woman without options who's diva and nafshe? Oh, are you know why the Bryce is talking like that? Because a woman who doesn't have options, who has to default of an ishtiva and nafshe, she becomes like a sheikh based That's why the Bryce has said that. Sear it into your brain. Anytime you have a lift log, and the answer is, you know why there's such space? Because case in the middle, the vacuum case that you didn't talk about, is like the third case? Always look for the lambdas and the logic that's in that third case. Come, come. Ellie, you can sit here. You can sit here. Come, quickly, quickly. Okay? The second, the second thing we spoke about was an Ibuki Yosef. Okay? Exporting from this to Shleach Basin. If this isn't Shleach Basin and Yishai is wrong, you can't export. Ibuki Yosef exported from our case to Shleach Basin. Shleach Basin can use violence because this guy uses violence. The third we saw was the Rambam, both in his sequencing within Hilchas and Hedra, not Alex Hilchas Niskei as you said, and be his language, Ein Selser Nizdino, whereas I should have written Ein Mechai Okay. Then the fourth thing we saw is, how does this affect the Psaq? This is a very rare case, guys. Really. Normally Psaq has its own system. Passing like Rav Be Isurai, like Shmuel Be Mimona. Passing like Rabbi Akiva Neged Chavero, not Neged It's like a whole sub-world of the protocols of Psaq, who do we pass like? We don't really need to know them so much because it's already been done. Why did the Shulchan Aruch pass Why did we show them? But in terms of the Gemara, how did they reach Psaq? It's a whole system. And in general, it's independent. Once we deal with alumnus, okay, who says what? It's not like, oh, Rabbi Kiva Shita makes so much more sense. Therefore, we're passing like him against Chavera. We already know that we pass in, in terms of Psaq, based on Yachid Varabim, based on all, all factors. Yet here, the Rif and the Ben Ephraim seem to be arguing whether to adopt Rib Nachman because it's Dine, the Rif, or like the Ben Ephraim says, it's not Dine. So why should I bias myself towards the Nachman? And now it turns out that there are other factors in the Sugi that make him lean towards the Behita. 
there are certain factors in the circuit that seem leaning towards Rabbi Huda, so he wants to reach the Pesach of Rabbi Huda, which of course would have major, major ramifications of Pesach Alacha. You can well imagine that Ovid and Ishtil and Afshi became, as we'll see, very, very crucial when we didn't have Batidina. So can you then come and say, in 15th century France, oh, Ovid and Ishtil and Afshi, so we'll start to see in the Rishon. Okay? So now let's move to the Sukya. Let's move to the actual Rishon. We're going to talk about three or four things. But all of them are going to be scope. Golden rule of lambdas, scope, reflex essence. You shrink a category, you stretch a category, you're changing the nature of the category. Okay? So the first thing we're going to discuss is what level of verity, what level of certainty, what level of accuracy do you need to apply of it? Second question we'll talk about, is it very specific towards objects and times? Or it can be applied even non-object oriented and not just at the heat of the moment. Third question we'll see is what if you're skirting based in not just to skirt their collection, but to try to skirt their creation? That's a little more of a of an exotic case. Okay, so let's go through three cases of scope. Number one, I can't take the law into my own hands if I'm wrong, right? That's horrible. Let's say I don't deserve the wise. If I'm beating you over the head, I'm a thief, a liar, and a murderer. Put me in prison. The whole premise here is, I'm right. You're taking my water, Yehuda tells Benji, on the day that isn't yours, so I'm going to clobber you for I don't want to wait to baste it. And it just so happens that everyone says you can clobber him because waiting for basin will lead to irrevocable loss. But what happens if it can be recovered? You know, Yehuda says, I don't want to deal with basin. I'm just going to clobber you over the head. I have to go to basin. But here's the question. Can anyone finish the sentence? Does, you ha- does Yehuda have to be right in his position? Or Yehuda needs more than that. Not just that he's right, but that is, can you give me a word? Did you see it? No. No, you're there. I know what you saw, but sharpen your mind. Say it. Not just that he's right, but it is. No, you're right, but say it better. Give me a word. No, that's the word, but what does he mean? No, no, no. Switch categories. Don't just intensify the same. You're just retreading. Not just that he's right, but it is. Provable. Provable. Who says right? Who says you have to be right, but that's all? You have to have the ability to prove it, you have to be right. Come on. Not the Miri. I mean, he says it. Who says it clear? Okay, let's start from the back end. Who says you have to be provable? You can only act when it's provable. The, the rush. Let's read the rush because it's clear. Extreme, right? The rush says. This is the rush, the second rush I gave you. Parik Shaney. Oh, I don't know what I gave It's sequentially the second. This is the rush. Simon Gimel. Parik Shlishi, Simon Gimel. I'm going to cut to the chase. Verev Nachman Savar. Kivan de Dina Ka'avid. Okay, you got to be right, correct? The Yacholivarer. You can win in Basin. You've got evidence. It's provable. Not just that you're right in your mind, but it's legally provable in a court of law. Shebedin haya Yacholahotzi Mimenu. You could have won tomorrow in court. Yeshlo, Rishus, Lazlo, Shalo, etc., etc. 
Barur doesn't just mean how clear it is, but how provable it is that you can take it out in court. Everyone see that? That doesn't appear in the Gemara. The baseline of the Gemara is right or wrong. If you're wrong, obviously you can't take the law to your own hands of right. You can, which we've shown implied that right is enough, not provability. Rashi. But Rashi, again, we've talked about a lot, not in the voice of Rav Nachman, but in the response of Rav Nachman by Rabbi Huda. When Rabbi Huda is going to say, Rav Nachman, you can't take the law in your own hands, he's going to say, even if you're... Which makes it sound like the Rav Nachman had just got finished saying that you can take the law in your own hands if you are. Right? Sometimes, sometimes in Shas, when we've shown him, you're walking in the middle of a conversation. You have to recreate the conversation based on the response. Let's say I walk in and I say, uh, you know, do, and let's say Dovey's, when I come in, Eitan, just say, I like football, okay? And you're talking to Dovey. Like he was probably saying he likes basketball. Like, I have to put it together. I didn't hear what you said, but I have to put it together. So here, Rashi is going to explain why Rabbi Huda says, no, you can't say Avad and Shtila, and actually explain Rabbi Huda. Oh, is that what Nachman was saying? By listening to Rabbi Huda's rejection? You've got, you got to listen to a conversation that you don't hear. Because Rashi doesn't give us every single line. He's not a line-by-line commentary. He only gives us commentary sometimes in half conversations. He's able to hybridize the conversation. So when you hear this says, no, 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 you can't say of it in Ish, even if you are, let's read Rashi, Dibraham Aschil, Chavzayin Amibes, Lo Ovid Inish Dina Lanafshe, Chavzayin Amibes, when it says, you can't take the law into your own hands, Lo Ovid Inish, Rashi, Lo Ovid Inish, towards the bottom, Afilu Din Emes, even if you're right, you can't take the law into your own hands. Of course, if you're wrong, you can't take the law into your own hands. Even if you're right, Rabbi Huda says you can. What does that make it sound like Rabbi Nachman had just said a second ago? That if you are right, you can take the law into your own hands. Not provability, right. Rabbi Nachman just got finished saying, if you're right, you can do it. He says, no, even if you're right. Sounds like Zemachlag is Rashi in the rush. What do you need as your basis for Avedinish according to Nachman? Rashi says, right. Rashi says, provability. What could this Machlokas be? Whether you need provability or just being right. If Avedinish is a extension of Bezdin, you need to be able to prove it in Bezdin. So look, I can prove it tomorrow in front of Basin. I'm not going to go through the Tircha. I'll do it today as Basin's. I'm deputizing myself to do what I can prove tomorrow. Why go through the hassle? I've got the Aiden. They're here. But if Avon Inish is not Basin, let me say it differently. Listen to what I'm saying. Because it's going to shift in a moment. It's not, it's not going to be an inverse shift. It's going to be a logical shift. If you want to be a Shliach Basin, the qualifications may be more stiff. If you're just defending yourself, okay, I'm defending myself. I have to be right, or else I'm a thief. But if I want to be a shriach based in, in theory, it's a much more stiff and severe form. Just like we said before about Balaramus Kanan Pogimbo. If you want to be based in, you may have to do it when based in the session. If you want to be based in, you may have to operate only when it can be proven in based in, not when you just think you're right in your own, in the court of your own opinion. So this machlokas, Rashi in the Rush, about the scope of Avon Inish, according to Nachman, may be our question. The Rush agreed with the Rambam, and with the Rif, and with the Brisa, the Yishlech Bezin, and that's why his qualifications for Avedinish were very, very extreme. Rashi may have agreed with, and of course, 
Rashi may have a good with a Ben Ephraim. It's not a Shriach Vaisen. Wouldn't you love to eavesdrop on a conversation between Rashi and Ben Ephraim about this again now? Because Lamdas puts together ideas that are totally different and sees them as similar. Ben Ephraim is talking about Psak. Rashi is talking about sweep. But it's the same issue. Because the same conversations just were rehashed throughout the centuries in different formats, different manifestations, different details, different... But once you get to the heart of the conversation, you see, they're talking about real things. It also makes shots less picky. You're not talking about little details. You're talking about larger concepts. And the details are the hieroglyphs. Details reflect something larger. Okay, now let's get a little more subtle. Alicia, you had a question? Yeah, does Rashi have to be saying that, or could he be adding that? I mean, even Rav Nachman says he could be wrong, but even if he was right, Rav would still disagree. Then you're saying something very extreme. Rav Nachman could allow him, even if you're wrong. Right. It's an out of bounds. I'm the referee blowing you out of bounds. You know, you caught the ball, great play, but you're out of bounds. It sounds like in this circuit that's the out-of-bounds whistle. Like everything else on the field of play is great, but once you go out-of-bounds, you're out-of-bounds. To say that Rav Nachman would validate a wrong of an Yiddish, that's chaos, that's anarchy. I'm wrong, I don't deserve the water. I can clap you because I, I think I deserve the water. It's hard. It has to be at least right. Provability is something else. That's a different level. Okay? Okay. Let's, um, before we get to the Meiri, let's talk about a famous machlokis between the Maharam Rottenberg and the Maharik. So let's talk a little bit about who they were, and especially Maharam Rottenberg in today's context has, carries even more relevancy and thought. When did Maharam Rottenberg live? In the 13th century of France. He was a Rebbe of, someone we mentioned a minute ago? The Rush. That's why the Rush ran away to Spain, because he feared a similar fate to his Rebbe. That's why the only Rishon to be half Ashkenazi and half Sephardi was the Rush, because he ran away to Spain. Little did he know, Spain one day, Jews were run away from it as well. And he was welcomed by the Rashba and made the Rosh Yeshiva and Rebbe of Toledo. And I don't mean Ohio, I mean Toledo, Spain. And one of the great Gidolim of Ashkenaz and Sephardi. Anyway, Martin Ruttenberg was imprisoned. He refused to allow himself to be ransomed. So we think a lot about the Maram Ruttenberg now that we still have 134 hostages that we're always thinking about and always trying to daven for them and think about what the Maram Ruttenberg went through. And he refused to allow himself to be ransomed. Even after his death, he refused to allow himself to be ransomed because he didn't want to induce more kidnappings. And in the end, I think 14 years after he died, there was a very wealthy Jew. I forget the name, Wilhelm. You might look it up. There's a joint kever in the French town, buried together. Remember, was buried next to the person that redeemed his body. Anyway, unfortunately, we don't have many of the writings of Maram Ruttenberg directly. They've been discovered recently. But we get to the Maram Ruttenberg through a lot of Svarim, who quote him, most often the Mordechai. So the Mordechai is an anthology. And in this anthology, he quotes a lot of the... Reading the Mordechai is like reading the sad story of Judaism in Western Europe between the year 1200 and the year 1500. You just read these people who we don't really know much about them, their writings didn't survive, and we just feel like the chaos that Western Europe, European Jewry endured, it comes through the lines. You see it, you're living it. So here we have the Mordechai quoting the Marami Rottenberg, and then we'll see the Marik quoting the Marami Rottenberg and disagreeing. Okay? What does the Mordechai say? You know, we're getting a little bit more subtle, which is what we like to do as we proceed to the subject. Okay, the Mordechai is. Okay. Someone give me a page number. I have it on Mem Zion. 
Okay, so in the standard ones, it's Mem Zayin, in the Oz Vahadar, anyone? Simon Lamed, Parakimel? Yeah, Simon Lamed, Parakimel. What? Page Gimel in the Oz Vahadars. Okay, and we'll have Page Gimel. Lamed. Okay, so we're in Rav Nachman, which is where we want to be. Today's shear is about Rav Nachman, not about Rav Yehuda, right? Tomorrow's shear, which won't happen, is what would Rav Yehuda say about everything we said today. But right now we're trying to iron out Rav Nachman. What did Rav Nachman say? I remember, Gavi, we still have Rav Yehuda basically agreeing to it, and it's just super, just limiting its scope. So ultimately, Nachlokas of Rav Nachman and Rav Yehuda is not if, but how much. So everything we say today is still transferable to Behuda tomorrow. But right now, just to build the core. Remember, build the core, and then build the annex. Build the core, then build the annex. Today's the core, Behuda is the annex. So the core is of Nachman. Nachman says, Pasuk Rabbeinu Meir, this is the Marami Ruttenberg, Dahani Mili, Bechefetz Hamivur Shehushala. That is my Har Etzion sweatshirt, Yossi. I know it's mine. It's yours. I know that's mine. I saw you take it from the house last night. Umachzik bo, and yes, he's holding on to vidir life. No rabbi taragi, no rabbi taragi. Sarev lahachzulo. Everyone, look at my hands. Shrink, 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 shrink. Avodinish is about a particular item that you are retrieving. Now, again, it's not always going to be taking an item, but it's going to be protecting an item, water, protecting your husband. But it's very, very object-oriented. There's an object right now that I feel is mine, the water, and I can protect it. Avol, the Maran Ruttenberg says, Bishar Mili, just time collecting money you think is yours, not the object in particular that you think was taken or is being threatened. She'enya duem zeshalom imlo, less leirishos. Dim kain. No one can have any peace and any tranquility. You stole from me. I'll beat you to a pulp. I'm doing my own din Skipping two lines. Who wrote the Sefer Yireim? Anyone? What was the Sefer Yireim? It's a Sefer Amitzvah. It's written by a Talmud of the Rebbein Tam, known as Aaron. What? Oh my goodness, we stumped Aaron. This is the first time this year. Kalakavot for what you know. Eliezer of Metz. Rabbein Eliezer of Metz wrote the Sefer Yireim and Talmud of the Rabbein Tam. He was the Rebbe of the Yorza who was the Rebbe of the Marmi Ruddenberg, who was the Rebbe of the Rosh, who was the Rebbe of the Tor. So that's how you get from Rashi to the Tor. Rashi, Rabbein Tam, Eliezer of Metz, Orzeruah, Marmi Ruddenberg, Russian. It's really, I was read several about him, but that was one of his Rebbein. Rabbein Eliezer of Metz. Metz is a town on the Franco German border. So you wrote a Sefer Yireim, which is a Sefer Mitzvah, of course, but it's, it's very, very lengthy, and there's a lot of discussion in Lundus. So he says, the Chaim Matsasi B'Sefer Yireim, the Rav Nachman Amr Lemilsi, B'Gazlan, Shedavr Shalom Be'en, Rotsam Lixlein Men. We're talking about, give me back my shirt, give me back my computer, give me back my water, give me back my husband. Give me. Namely, the sweep of what you can intervene in is very, very limited. Take object, protect object, but no, actually giving it away. The Maharik disagrees. Rabbi Yosef Cologne, he was named Yosef Cologne because he was born in France, but he spent most of his life in Italy. Okay. 15th century in Italy. In Italy. Italy is a fascinating, fascinating place to be. I have no time to talk about. Very, very different Jewish setting there, of course. 
place of the first ghetto, 1543, first ghetto, I think it was, uh, was in Venice, in the first ghetto, then in Rome. So this is Marik Yosef Cologne. He's talking about a case that, that existed, a very, very big, big, famous, famous posik. And he quotes the Marami Rottenberg. Let's look at line number six. Kasava Mordechai, Vizel, Lashon, Pasak Ram. Josh and Caleb, do you have a copy? Let me take, take my copy. Okay, here we go, thank you. But you have one, can you, whatever, okay. Look at line number six. He quotes Kasava Mordechai, Vizel, Lashon, Pasak Maharam, Maram Runberg, the Hanimi, the Bechavit, Samavur, Shishalo, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then we're now line number four from the bottom. We'll feed Dati. Okay, so Rabbi Rudberg and, and uh, Marik about 200 years apart. We'll feed Daiti Eno. The Holomikri Avadin and Afshil Hecha Shaosem Maisa Kain Dayan, Ligvos Maman, Bishvil Maman Acher. Alakas is Chaver Lafsido. Bichai Yavna Shaykh Lamemer, Dilan Afshil. You can do anything that a Dayan does. Ose, line three, Maisa Kain Dayan, Ligvos Maman. You can collect money, not just protect money. You say, oh, you owe me money. I say, not your shirt. You owe me money. I'm going to collect your, I don't know, your food because you owe me money. And then take it into my own hands. Oh, la goes to beat you up. Oh, la sido to make you lose money. Shishan mamon. Bechihai gavna shayach le memedilin option. So the marik is expanding the cases you can intervene. And the marami Ruttenberg is shrinking it only protecting and grabbing objects. Think about it, and think about it carefully. Between the Maharik and the Maharim Ruttenberg, who holds that you're an extension of Beisden? And who holds you're just defending your rights? If you need a hint, I'll give you, but see if you get it without a hint. What does the Maharik hold? And what does the Maharim Ruttenberg hold? If you're Shulch Beisden, listen carefully to the irony. The qualifications may be higher. You need to have provability. But once you have those qualifications, your authority is broader. Everyone get what I just said? Can't let me get it? To be a Shulch Beisden, you need provability. You need higher qualifications. But once you're Shulch Beisden, the sweep of what you can do is broader because you're Shulch Beisden. It's an inverse logic, but it makes sense. Don't fall into simple logic. To be a sheikh based, then you have to have provability, or else you're nobody. But once you reach that, once you reach that station and that title, then you can operate as a sheikh based, and your powers are much broader. You don't only protect water and people; you also collect money from people based on money you think you're owed. Whereas if you're not operating as a sheikh based, you're just defending rights, so the qualifications are really low. All you have to be is right, but the authority is also very narrow protect objects that are in self-interest. It's always true in life, right? Anything that has higher qualifications gives you more. Right? If you want to have more authority, you need to have more qualifications. You have to work harder. If you want to sell, if you want to, uh, you know, you're probably old enough to remember, every time I pass with my father, the garbage collectors, if you don't study hard, you'll be a garbage collector. Like, what's so bad about a garbage collector? <laughs> Free food? So if you, want to, if you want to be a professional, you have to study and work hard at it. And then once you reach your qualification, then you have broader opportunities. It's always true like that. So if you reach a Sheikh Basin, you gotta have provability. Once you're Sheikh Basin, you can operate on many fields. So which frequency are we discussing now? Are you a Sheikh Basin or not? So the Russian Rashi were talking about qualifications, and Marik and Rabbi were talking about scope, we're talking about the same thing. How broad is your authority? What are the qualifications that you need to become that? 
And they both are talking about the same question as the Rif and the Beit Ephraim, whether we'll use the Rabbeinu Nachman Bedini Psak to lead us. And Chazal were talking about it when they quoted the Brisa of Nasek Shlich Basin. These are 2,000-year-old conversations, and we're just trying to stack them so that we know this is, this is a simple approach. Obviously, you want to go into each conversation. Maybe it's not. Maybe there are other ways to view them. Alex? Um, can we say that both are valid in the sense that both are... Um, yeah. Can there be two parallel tracks? If you reach this level of for sure. possibility, for sure. you do for sure. For sure. Absolutely. This isn't one or the other. It could be that halacha allows two different tracks. One where you qualify to be a shleich basin, and then your authority is bored, and one where you don't. And in theory, what you're saying could be Rav Nachman, because which is a more sophisticated issue of the sugya. Rav Nachman has a double, what's the word, two-dimensional avodinish, both by pseida and nam pseida. Rav Huda has only a one-dimensional avodinish, only by pseida. So let's talk about Rav Nachman. Is avodinish by pseida and nam pseida the same avodinish? That would be really hard. Can we prove that even though Rav Nachman applies avodinish both by pseida and nam pseida, but there are different rules for each of them? Would you say that by Pseida you don't need to be a Shriach Basin because you're just defending irrevocable loss? But by Nam Pseida you have to be a Shriach Basin. Therefore, would the would the would say it otherwise in Rav Nachman, would Rashi be right by Pseida, but the Rashi would be right by Nam Pseida? Okay, that you have to prove. You have to find we show them that talk about them differently. But there's nothing excluding. You're, you're really I wasn't going to talk about this today, but since Alex barged in on the issue, which is a great barging in. Really, one of the questions we want to ask is, is there a source for, for Avedinish in the Torah? Like, where does this come from? We're trying to analyze its logic, but like, who even validated it? Can anyone tell me where we have one Makar for this, which is a fascinating, fascinating, there's one Bryce, because we have a whole list of Bryce's, and I told you, they don't all have to speak in monotone. There could be different voices, Alex, of Avedinish. Which Bryce that quotes the Pasuk for Avedinish? L'sichu kofar l'shuv. If your Eva doesn't want to leave after six years, you can beat him to a pulp and say, leave, 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 leave. And the Gemara uses that Brysa as a question on Rav Huda. How come you do it? And Rav Huda says, oh, because it's Pseida. Rav Huda has to give an Okimta for the Brysa. Did you, did you see the Gemara? I, I tried to accept the Gemara. But Rav Nachman, Agav, is pretty comfortable with the Brysa. He reads the Gemara literally. Every normal Eva, even though there's no Pseida, who wants to leave, I say, get out of here, you Eva. Get out of here, you Eva. I don't want you. I'm of it in Ishdil and Nashay to keep my Evid from coming back. Even welcome to Lakapseda. And I have a Pasik for that. So how does that change the calculus? If there's a Pasik that warrants and sanctions of an Ishdil and Nashay, which one would that suggest? That's very speculative. Is the Pasik coming and making me a Sheikh Basin, or is the Pasik making me someone who can defend my interests? It was impossible to prove. But once you have a Pasik, it changes the whole dimensions. We think this is just internal to this logic of Shas, and maybe a Pasik. I'm going to one Brysa. According to Rav Nachman. Okay, but let's go back to our regularly scheduled sukya. Final machlokis, most extreme shita. Rashi and the Rush, how much verity do you need? How much certainty? How much authenticity? Accuracy, how much accuracy do you need? Machlokis in the Maharam Rutenberg and the, and the Maharik. Is it broad ranging or only object oriented? You know what I said? We're going to have sharp definitions. Broad ranging authority? or object-oriented capacity? Final question. Does it have to be in the moment? This is the most extreme version. Can it be a delayed reaction? All of these cases are moments. Right? 
The water, I beat you up when you're taking my water. I'm protecting my husband. I'm pulling my cow from underneath your cow. I'm breaking your bowels because I need to walk. What if there's an injustice that leads to my loss and I want to do it tomorrow? I don't want to go to basin tomorrow, but tomorrow I'll find some way. Who limits it only to the moment? Heat of the moment response. The mirror. He gets it from the Gemara, but that's a tremendous start turning your wheels. Is the Meiri a Koach Beisden guy or not? It should be obvious to you. To me, he's the most obvious non-Koach Beisden. Even more than the Maran Brooklyn limited to objects. And this is the most extreme shrinkage of, of authority and sweep, right? So what does the Meiri say? Let's just read it together. Just read the end of the piece. Okay, whoever has a Meiri, let's say if not, if not, I'll just read it slowly. Ha kol she'avar ha'ones. If the coercion, right, there's a coercive situation here, whether it's coercing money, coercing, beating up your husband, but there's a violent moment, not just an ones. There's a violent moment that you don't want. Ha kol she'avar ha'ones. If it's past. Shekvar gazlo, the guy took it already. Oh, ganavlo, or stole it. Shekvar hilveo, takes the money. Eino bedin zeh, lo amar zeh ele bi'od shehu onso. Bi'od shehu onso. In the moment. Who argues with the Miri? Everyone! No one said this. Are you kidding me? In the moment, you know how many times you can apply Avedinish? Very, very limited. Think about Habal Aramis in your mind. It may also only be in the moment. By saying it's only in the moment, I'm, I'm not even going to belittle you by asking for the answer. Of course it's not a shlech Of course it's not a shlech Of course it's not a shlech Why would you be limited to the moment? It's not going to shlech You're defending rights, and defending rights is an altercation. I can stand my ground and defend my water, defend my husband, defend... I know Adir is going to disagree. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. This doesn't make sense. Okay, I can limit it like the Maramirenberg only to objects because we don't want to create wide, wide-ranging anarchy. Oh, you owe me money. I'm taking shit. Oh, your grandfather owed me. I understand the Maramirenberg. In theory, I could reverse the Maramirenberg and say the Sheikh Basin, but only for objects, not for... But to shrink it and give you that small window of your Sheikh Basin... Like, Saying it's technical. Even the Meiri could, yeah, even the Meiri could. It's technical, not fundamental. Okay. Yeah, we're the next piece. Yeah, he says it before. Okay, so you're not disagreeing with my logic, you disagree with my reading. Yes. Okay, Baruch Hashem. I miss you disagreeing. Okay, yeah, see so you're done. But in, in the Meiri, you say that you just receive the Meiri's sort of Meiri's 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 Of course you can, as, as I thought Adair would say. Can, can you create a temporary status of basin that lasts only for the moment? I alluded to a little bit about Balaamas, because that's actually what you see about Balaamas, but the parameters there are different. So you argue with me logically, there's only me textually. I feel the media is staking out a radical position. I think by mumminess, if I'm a basin. When it comes to preventing the Chil Hashem and Balaamas, I understand that once the moment has passed, so the whole, the whole, uh, what's the, what's the, the whole urgency has passed because there's no longer Chil Hashem. So even if you're a basin, Already the wave has passed. But here it's just money. Money's always achievable. Like, what would make a difference? But 
Again, I, I can't say no. You need someone to actually say what the Miri says and give us more, more words. Okay, we have a few minutes. What do we have a few minutes left? Yeah, a few minutes left. Let's get down to that rush, because I know Isaiah's been licking his chops to that rush. <laughs> and every time I said the rush, those eyes go off, those light bulbs. Let's get back to the rush and see what the other rush says, because we saw this rush three months ago. I said, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe one day in the future we'll get back to this rush, but we're not going to talk about this line in the rush. Can anyone remember, can anyone reset the clock to three months ago? What was the conversation on Daftesvavamidvais? I'll start. Paul Ganiska is Knasa, but Ein Govin Knas Bebavel. Is there still some recourse? And the Gemara suggests the recourse. Hashem So, we, the way at least it sounded from the Gemara Tesvavamidvais, that even though Basin can't supervise the collection of a Knas, in Bavel, certain forms of tefisa work. Then we spent a long time. You can t- take out your tables. Certain forms of tefisa only arkadei de mayhem, only the mazik the benutam widespread tefisa. Is it just the technical takana to prevent mazikim? But tefisa is operative. That's all in the past, and we have that sugya neatly wrapped up. You don't need. There's no connection logically between the sugyas. The connection is made by the rush. And let's see the rush. And with this, we'll, we'll try to end it. The rush in Parak Aleph now, Simen Chaf. Okay. Quotes his Rebbe, the Maharami Rothenberg, who had his version of successful Tfisa of Kanas and Babel. I should say again, for those who've forgotten, for those who didn't learn, Kanas, until based in rules, doesn't exist. Mamon exists because you borrowed money, you damaged my car. You damage my animal. Beisden's role in collecting mamon, which is a Hebrew word for compensatory damages, is just to collect. Beisden's role with knas is not just to collect, but to create. These are court-levied fines that are punitive, and without Beisden levying them, they don't exist. Who remembers? Okay, let's see if we can get five. What are the five halachas and shas, al lumdas that prove that knas doesn't exist without Beisden? It's not just that Beisden collects the knas, Beisden creates a knas. You pay Mamun based on the original value, pay Kanas based on the value, time of based in. That's the easy one. Yerusha, there's no Yerusha in Adamar's Kanas Labanov. Shemitah is not Meshamit. And ain't govin kanas bebavol because you don't have a basin that has smuchin that can generate. Basin that's not smuchin can collect. Basin that is that is not smuchin can generate. So those are the five or six nafkaminas and chas that kanas is not just something that basin collects but actually creates. So if you mug a kanas, a sheir sheir nolokim, nolokim, excuse me, pratlam a sheir satsma. Okay, so there's nothing without basin, and it's a big chiddush and we've shown them that you can collect and grab a kanas even though no basin is generated. And that's the chiddush we try. The Chiddush of the Rush is these words. Velo nirali. Delav takantahi. Everyone find the Rush. Simen chaf. Paragalaf. Simen chaf. Beginning of the line. Oz v'hadar is on page. Yudalaf. Velo nirali. Delav takantahu. The ability to be tofes a kanas in Babel, even though there's no basin of smuchin to generate the kanas. Eladinahu. Dimidiraisa mechayevlai. You're chayev him a kanas, because your short time did damage or any other kanas. There's no dayam in bubble that can generate it. So, okay, you can be tough. That's the shear of three months ago. You can be tough as even though there's nothing to generate. I'm fine with that. We discussed it. Here's five words that change history. I could fill up this room, half this room, 
with Svarim, they quote this rush. That's how famous, infamous this rush is. You could be Tophis of Knaus and Bavel, even though it doesn't exist. Avid Inish Dinlan See the cross links? Yeah. Based on Avid Inish, you can grab a Knaus that doesn't yet exist because it's not a base in a smoke. What does this rush think about Avid Inish? I'll cut to the chase because I've got to get you guys some lunch. Classically, this rush is seen as consistent with the other rush. If through Avid Inish you can generate a knas, you have to be acting as based in. Because without any based in imprimatur, there's no knas to talk about. Big Zela. I knew, I knew, I said, I missed it. That's typically how the Russians explain. If without Beisdin, there's no Knas, as opposed to Mammon. Again, I'll say it again in more general terms. Normally, with compensatory payments, Mammon Beisdin is a collecting agent. You can circumvent Beisdin, say, you know, I'll collect on my own. This can be applied, get up. This can be applied where Beisdin's only role is collection. Oh, I'm going to skirt Beisdin and create my own collection agency. But in Kanaz, Basin doesn't just collect. Kanaz Basin generates the chov without Basin, but Kanaz Pater. So, how can you even start talking about a Kanaz unless there's some Basin in the picture? So, oh, I'm the Basin and I'm deciding there's Kanaz, and therefore I can start the Kanaz wheels moving because I'm playing the role of Basin. That would make the rush consistent in both places. It's Basin, the qualifications are higher provability, and you can actually jumpstart a Kanaz discussion because you're playing the role of a pseudo Basin. Whereas if you're coming and saying, look, I don't want Bayesian. Okay, you don't need Bayesian where you're collecting. Mammon, compensatory. But you need Bayesian in Knast because without Bayesian, there's no Knast to talk about. Isaiah's going to say, no, no, this isn't Knast. This is just grabbing money. To not really collecting Knast. This is just grabbing money. The rush makes it sound like Zana Takana. It's Midi Raisa Chayivla. That's why they move it in that direction, the first part of the rush. Yes, Alicia. Once you're a basin, you're a basin in Babel, you can't create a basin. Right, right. That's, that, that's, that's the problem the Rosh has to solve. You may be a basin in Eretz Can you say, I'm an extension of basin, but not the people here, but the, I'm an extension of the theoretical basin? You're not only a one-person basin, you're one-person basin. Which is the Rosh Right. Or at least you have Kanas potential. Okay? Which is really the heart of Shlich We're shluchim, we're not shluchim of the basin, we're shluchim of the original basin. Basin is an institution, not people. That's what I kept saying before. Keep saying that to your mind. Basin is an institution, not people. This institution called Basin, and I can say I'm deputizing myself as an extension of that institution, which is what Shlich relies, right? You, you agree that it exists. Okay, let's review and get you guys some lunch. Let's review. Questions afterwards. Okay, so this delicious, delicious sugya of Shlich Kavdina. First, to get to it, we had to go through this whole labyrinth of the conversation. It was about Boshes, and everyone agrees. But then we got to the core machlokas of Nachman and Huda. Huda made more sense, what gives you the right, and which really honed in on Rav Nachman. Next stage, Alex says, what does Huda say to that? He basically agrees with Ovid and Ishila and Afsheb. So there's a lot here, but we built the core, we built the foundation. Rav Nachman says, Ovid Inish. We already arrived at the question, and this is a fairly classic question. Extension of Bezdin or a separate route, alternative route. We saw the Brysa already tipping its hand, at least if we take the cuff literally. The Brysa was structured in a way that the middle case of Avid Inish becomes equivalent to a Shleich Basin. Avid Inish is Pater, no options, because we become like a Shleich Basin. That happens a lot in Shas. 
We still have the Nimruka Yosef, like dead giveaway, right? We love the Nimruka Yosef because it's, it's dead giveaways. Oh, from this you can learn that a Suyach Basin can beat the guy to a pulp. Okay, thank you. Thank you for telling me what you think about Oven and Shil and Ashley. So the Rambam's classification, where and how he wrote it. We had a little bit of a treat that somehow the lumnas could affect the psak, which you often don't have, because in, in these cases, sometimes you have these bridge cases you have to know. For example, the Gemarang Suvis test of Oven base. Let's say I have a suffix whether I gave Tzedakah. I took an editor to give stuck up and have a suffix whether I gave it. Say, Yeshivat Haritzion comes and says, uh, I don't know, uh, do you Zev, you know, the Stein family gave $100,000 to Krishna at the last dinner. And he said, I think I may have given, I think I may have not given, I don't know. So is that a suffix mamon where we say, Hamotzi mechavero, alavarai, and Stein keeps the money, or do we say it's a suffix yisura? Because if you made an editor and you didn't give it, you're over on Balyacha. Says it is Suffolk Yisura, Suffolk Mama. And some of these have these cases that lie at the boundary between two different areas of halacha, and defining them will affect the psak. So here too, is this a question about based in the Ravnachmi we're arguing about? It's a question about personal heter and misser. They're arguing about can you defend yourself, self defense. The Rift felt it was a based in question, they were possibly Ravnachmi and Bedine. Ravnachmi thought it was just it's a heter question. You can defend yourself, so Ravnachmi's uh, expertise in din doesn't really affect us here because it's just can you do something? Then we got down to the applications. Number one, you have to be right, or can you have to have someone that has provability? Rashi said right, the rest said provability. Second question was, is it object-oriented? You get to take the money, the, the water, the husband, the shore, or tomorrow, take the money. Murrenberg was very limiting. The Marik was very broadening. Third question was, Amiri really shrunk it. Moment, not beyond. And so the Rashi said that not only can you skirt based in for collection, but you can also be an oven inish for knas. What does that mean? Typically, the first step is to be oven inish for knas is that you have some based in force behind you. As I it wants to say that it's not really a vs knas, but it's just some takana. As I the rest says it's not a takana, it's mere and that's why it, your approach is like, you can fit it in, obviously, but that's why the leaning is towards, because it's all, Rodenberg said it's takana, the rest said, no, the Rebbe's wrong, just like you just said, he's wrong. You like this, Rush. It's Iker Dedina. Okay, guys, let's get some lunch. Welcome to our guests. Welcome, everyone. Koach versus what? Know you're right or you have to actually